On this special Saturday morning edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, we talk about Nick Saban kind of whining because he might have a problem with the way the SEC is dividing up schedules for these permanent opponents that they're going to deal with. It's going to be fantastic. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis, for the special Saturday morning edition, and that is because Ross Dellinger of SI put out a story that is interesting to me. Anyway, before we get started, I do want to tell you, today's episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Go to YouTube, subscribe, all of that stuff um, as well. So we do appreciate it. So, Ross Dellinger put out a story, and we talked about weeks ago that when it comes to permanent schedules, we thought that the SEC was going to do a situation where the richest eight teams and the poorest eight teams, the poor plays two from the poor, the rich plays two from the rich. That That's kind of the setup they're going to do. But we, we got it a little bit wrong, but not much. The metric that they are using to put these teams together are the records over the last 10 years. So in that case, Tennessee kind of moves down to the bottom tier. Auburn moves up to the top tier. And that's just kind of what is they're going to do. We got a schedule coming up shortly, but this is what it looks like from Ross Dellinger at the moment. Um, Nick Saban, this is the reason this came out, is because Nick Saban is not a fan of these three schools. Um, he is projected to play Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn. Um, and if you look at the do it, they're going over winning percentage over the last 10 years. So Ole Miss fans, be thankful for that probation because that puts you down towards the bottom of the list and got the, got you into where you want to be. But they counted that with the Oklahoma and Texas. They used the Big 12 record. So Winning percentages, Alabama, number one, Georgia, number two, Oklahoma, LSU, Florida, Texas, Auburn, and Texas A&M to go with Oklahoma um, is the top half of the league. The bottom half of the league is Missouri, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt. That's the way this is going to shake out. And when you look at potential schedules, we're going to go over it. It kind of fits. It kind of works. And, um, you know, Nick Saban is really not happy at the moment for this. I mean, he's just not. And we're going to talk about it in just a second. But first, I do want to let you know about the FanDuel Sportsbook. The FanDuel Sportsbook um, is, is, you know, it's the midway point of the NBA season. And now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook. App. It's the America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets in case your first bet does not win. 
Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores to threes drain. Now, we realize that in Mississippi, you have to go into a brick-and-mortar property to use their sports betting. But if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Louisiana, you can absolutely do it. Ole Miss plays on the road at, at Tulane. And there's a lot of Ole Miss fans in the Nashville and Memphis area as well. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance to get your first no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Now, we talked on the first half about this Ross Dellinger article that came out, but Nick Saban is not happy about it because Tennessee is good at the moment. So it's one of those things that rise up. Now, it doesn't matter that Alabama is by far the number one team in the league. We know historically, whenever something upsets and Nick Saban does not get his way, he is going to bitch about it publicly in order to garner support to where the rules change or something like that happens. He has that kind of power. He wields it. So this may not be the finality of how they divide these two. They may go back to... Um, money, but right now they're going off a of success over the last 10 years. And I think that's important. I think that's important. I think you need to, um, understand that at a team like Ole Miss, when Ole Miss needs its rivalries, they think Mississippi State, LSU, and Vanderbilt. And everybody's going to make fun of Vanderbilt. Everybody's going to poo-poo Vanderbilt. Everybody's going to talk about that. Ole Miss has played Vanderbilt a hundred times. That's relevant. Now, whenever you look at Arkansas, okay, that's Texas, that's Missouri, and then you look at around as like okay, A&M, Oklahoma, one of those maybe, something like that. So it, it fits. It starts to work itself out because most teams have a rival that is kind of commensurate to where they are. So I'm pretty excited about what this could become, but beware that Nick Saban is going to try desperately to, to change it because he doesn't want to play three top 10 teams every year. This is absolutely the right move by Nick Saban. It's also laughable by the rest of the conference. You can't big boys for 10 years and then play victim. You know, we're not going to care about winning percentages and all of this balance and parity whenever all of a sudden your life just got a little bit tougher whenever you've won 90% of your games for 10 years. Like I said, I can understand why he's not happy. There's not going to be a lot of sympathy from the other 13. And one thing, the team that really got burned in this whole situation is actually Auburn, not Tennessee. Them moving up, and they're going to have to play Alabama and Georgia anyway, but if Alabama moved down to the end, all of a sudden you get Georgia, you get Alabama, maybe, Maybe you get a Vanderbilt or something like that, and it, it it it's just a hard situation. Whenever you're doing it by money, they were right on the edge. But now, 
with Tennessee coming down because they're doing record, the number nine team is actually the team that gets hurt because they move from one category to the next. Now, this whole situation is not going to be fair. Understand that. It's not going to be fair because these teams change and everything's ebb and flows. This meaning and this feeling that we have blue bloods in the conference, they're not real. Teams go up, teams go down, teams go, it goes over time. Blue Bloods a made-up prospect by the media in order to just plug-and-play teams over and over. When it comes to a coach, when it comes to a team, it's all about the coach. If you hire a good coach, you hire a successful coach, all of a sudden, you're going to do it. And if you do it enough times in a row, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt from the media. And when you're Notre Dame, you're going to come in at fifth every year, even though you're luckily a top 20 team, maybe, or maybe even an unranked team. It's just the way it works. So Nick Saban is really upset about this going on. And I honestly, I, I don't know if I blame him for, for being upset about it, but it is kind of funny, honestly. We're going to release this podcast on Sunday morning, um, so ignore the thing down at the bottom because, you know, I, I just didn't change that over, but we'll get it changed for next week to get it ready for the Purdue Boilermakers and our Big Ten run that really kicked off last weekend and will go on this weekend and through next week before the Vanderbilt Commodores um, play the Rebels as well. So we're going to look at permanent opponents next. Now, this is not going to be a full-length podcast. I mean, it's just not. It's going to be about 15 minutes long. But we're going to look about permanent opponents and how this article makes things potentially go out and do, you know, makes it how it is. So we're going to give you an example so you can visualize what it looked like. These are not the actual permanent opponents. These are just opponents that would make sense and kind of how it would look. And it honestly shows you how much it makes sense. But anyway, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. What makes it so good? Well, it's for starters, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, that stuff. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these Built Bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. We're talking 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we told you, you know, order from Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15. And we did that over and over and over again. Well, now you don't have to do that. They're available at Walmart and Sam's Club. And that's amazing. That's true. Walmart and Sam's Club. So this is what you do. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Head over to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. It's a four-bar box. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, many of our unbelievable flavors are on the shelf but if you're close to a sam's club you can grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro you can thank me later like i said you can still get your order from built.com i don't know if the promo code locked on 15 works anymore but you can still get it from built.com but now they are available at walmart and sam's club as well and like i said before you will thank me later for that Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, um, including YouTube. 
Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Comment down below and upvote it as well. Now, let's look at what this might look like. And basically what I've done is I've divided it up according to that dividing line that was mentioned in the Ross Dellinger article. Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma uh, Texas, A&M, and LSU are all in that top tier of high winning percentage because they're trying to get parity in the scheduling. So it's going to be two from this group and one from the um, lesser group, and the other way will be vice versa. So if you look at this, it starts off, the cross division, if you look at the one below, is Tennessee. Then you have Auburn and LSU. That's Alabama's. That's what Nick Saban's upset about. Mainly he's upset about that Tennessee, but he's upset about this scheduling. Auburn, I'm putting Vanderbilt over as their cross-division team. Alabama and Georgia um, as well being played. Florida gets Kentucky. Georgia, well, and I meant to say something else. Um, I got it wrong there for a second. Um, but you get an idea of exactly what it looks like as well. Now, if you change over to the other side, you've got you know Missouri and Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M and Mississippi State, Ole Miss and LSU, Tennessee and Bama, South Carolina and Georgia, Kentucky at Florida, Vanderbilt at Auburn, and Arkansas at Texas. And then you have like you know Missouri would also play Arkansas and South Carolina. South Carolina is actually turning into a fairly decent rivalry. State gets Ole Miss and Kentucky. Ole Miss gets Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Tennessee gets Vanderbilt and South Carolina. You know, South Carolina gets Tennessee and Missouri. Kentucky gets State and Arkansas. This is the way it goes. Vanderbilt gets Ole Miss and Tennessee. Arkansas gets Missouri and Kentucky. And this is how their schedule is going to work out. If you look at all these schedules and just the, you know, kind of look at the way it could go, they make a little bit of sense. It's something that would be interesting. You know, you're going to play every team in the league every other year. So every two years, you're going to play everybody in the league. So these permanent opponents don't necessarily matter um, except in the parity department. Make Alabama's schedule just a little bit tougher. Make Georgia's schedule a little bit tougher. Give um, Kentucky a chance to rise up. Give, honestly, Tennessee a chance to rise up. Give Ole Miss, give Mississippi State a chance to rise up. That's what this schedule is going to do. Because like I said, you play every team in the SEC every two years. It's not like this abomination of a schedule that we've had for the last decade. To where, I don't know if Georgia has played at College Station yet, and Texas A&M has been in the league over 10 years. That abomination of a schedule, that is leading to this. We have a good system that is getting ready to come, and it should be rather interesting. Anyway, thanks again for making the Lockdown On This podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. That's Locked On College Basketball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in for this special episode. I think we're going to release it Saturday morning or maybe Sunday morning. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but, you know, just it's an interesting thing with the schedule. This moving to the schedule, and if this is the guideline that they use for scheduling, this becomes an important bullet point. People might not talk about it because it might not be interesting to them. 
But this is a absolutely real thing that people need to pay attention to. Just my opinion on that. Anyway, thanks again for making the Lockdown College uh, Lockdown Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much. Hey, Monday we're going to have John Gillespie from the Grove Report. Tuesday we're going to have great Jake Crane. Stuff is afoot on the Locked On Ole Miss channel. This is Locked On Ole Miss 3.0. This is version 3.0. It's going to grow over the next couple of weeks, and you'll see exactly how. We're pretty excited about it. Anyway, until then, we will see you Monday. Take care.